What's up, y'all? It's your boy, DSD. We're here with another edition of our podcast, episode number 29. And we had a pretty interesting uh, Sunday. Kyle, how was it for you? I mean, it's a football Sunday. They're always pretty fun, right? Like, yeah. It, th- the no fun league was it. The no fun league was there, though. The no fun league was there. Oh, you mean with the taunting rules because the NFL is our most conservative sport and they're not allowed to have personality um, or any kind of yeah, statement that that's controversial about anything? Yeah, it's because they try to draw the middle. And I've never seen a I've never seen a sport do more like the NFL. They literally will do whatever the majority wants. If it's fifty one percent, they're going to lean towards that. People, it does not matter. The, the no fun league was in full effect last week. Full effect. I don't or even think people rather. want it. I think the thing they're just afraid no, of agree. is people fighting. Like it's more a malice at the palace type of thing. Is did the, you see John Ma, John Mara? Um, was like, oh, um, wait, is, hang on. Is this the owner of the Giants that we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I should have clarified. Before the season, he said, like, oh, no one wants taunting. It's like, dude, I think you guys are the only ones that don't want taunting. Like, dude, taunting's part of the game. Like, bro, even Belichick, like, I, I saw a video a long time ago. Um, I, Do you know who Warren Sharp is on Twitter? Yeah, for sure. The Wonder Kid. He, yeah. He, oh, wait. Wait, is, it, is that the stats guy? Yeah, the yes, stat it's guy? the stats guy, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's awesome. I love him. But uh, yeah, you kind of just stumped me right there. But uh, he posted a picture of Belichick or a video rather of Belichick talking like in the locker room. It might even been when he was with the Browns, but or early, early Patriots. It was like he was really young and he was like, when you make a play, you should be excited. You executed that play that you've been practicing the entire week, so you should be pumped. I want to see excitement out of you guys, but you, but there's a difference between excitement and like a personal foul. And I think it's so clear what a taunting penalty is, what's actually taunting and what's not taunting. Like, do you see that guy on the, I think it was the Oakland Raiders who spit on that guy? I did not see this. I don't know about this. Okay, yeah. He got, uh, who, uh, I think it was against the Browns. Who did the Browns play last week uh, uh, the on Sunday? The Texans. Oh, maybe it wasn't the, the way, Oh, te- no, no, no. I, the Raiders played ahead. the Steelers on Sunday. I think it was the, I think it was, I'm 90% sure it was the Raiders. I could be wrong though, but a guy, or it might've been, it might've been a guy on the Steelers, whatever. I, I, I should have it right in front of me, but some guy spit on somebody, got ejected. That's ejectable. Kick, kick him out. He's out. Like, no problem. But the other ones were like, did you see where uh, the, I think it was a linebacker was covering Julio Jones and Julio dropped it or, you know, he made a good tackle or whatever. And the guy kind of like, you know, yeah, just like DJ looked Reed. at him and like This is flexed. the one everyone was going upset, going bonkers about on Twitter was DJ Reed flexing what? on him after the incompletion. It is 100% okay, though. I don't think that they should have done that. And then there's another one that was the, uh, the Bills. Um, the Dolphins player, I think, dropped the ball, but he was on tight coverage, and the Bills defender, like, literally was, like, falling over him, and he did, like, the, you know, the arm movement where he, like, crossed him and put him across where it's, like, you know, no, you know, like, like didn't catch it, but he did it over him, and the ref was, like, oh, that's taunting. It's, like, dude, the no fun league is in full effect now. So full effect. The NFL does this thing where it reacts to the last thing that we've seen, and it's a problem with us because we talk when football ends – we have nothing to talk about for like six months. And so we talk about the thing we just saw. So remember in 2019, which was technically, no, it was 2019. So 2018 season, 2019 playoffs. Remember the Rams pass. I mean, isn't, that, isn't that recency bias? 
Is that what recency bias or not the same thing? Not exactly, but it's but go ahead. it's a it's effect sort of le- sort of works that way. So do you remember 2018 when the Rams pass interference against the Saints happened? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That know. one literally broke the internet. Yeah, and Roger Goodell was like hiding under his desk for four days because the <laughs> NFL didn't make yeah. a statement about it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That off season, they changed the rule that you could challenge pass interference calls, and it did yeah, not yeah. work at all. And so they got rid of it. And so fast forward. Oh wait, I, I have I have another ex- example of that. They uh, when the Chiefs played, ah, oh, was it the Patriots? I can't remember who it was. I think it was the thing is the Patriots. The Patriots went down the field and scored a touchdown yep. on the in overtime, and then they and then they complained that they they should get the ball. And I'm pretty sure they tried to change it, but it, but it didn't end up changing. But it, I think that's proving your point that when it's the last thing on your on your mind, people make a big bigger deal about yeah, it. Yeah, people talk all off season. Should both teams be allowed to touch the ball in overtime? Yeah, exactly. Which exactly. was the case because the Patriots went down and scored a touchdown in that AFC Championship against the Chiefs. Because the whole thing was like Mahomes yeah. never got to touch the ball which yeah, yeah yeah exactly also detracts from what that year was the two best games in the nfl that Rams saints conference championship and the patriots chiefs conference championship um yeah fast forward to this last year what's the lasting impact of a really boring super bowl it's anton winfield throwing up the deuces at tyree kill <laughs> yeah. and because That's we true. had six months to talk about that all of a sudden the nfl changed the taunting rules so now anton winfield hmm. can't throw up the deuces at tyree kill because then everyone's going to talk about that for six months and the nfl is going to govern themselves on public relations so that it seems like everyone wants the taunting rules to go away when in reality people just want content and you know what's really funny anton winfield throwing up deuces at tyreek hill when the bucks are whooping up the chiefs in the super bowl i don't think anyone well, was looking at that and saying the taunting is the problem it's just that it personally was a talking point. personally i thought it was better i thought that was awesome i thought that kind of like the in and, and there was irony there that the whole thing was about uh um how how tyreek hill did that to uh, did that to the Bucks, so he's just doing it back. Like I don't, it's it's game, it's game some shit. Yes, like, Stephen like, A. I don't Smith, get it. this is your fault. You talked about it too much the week after the Super Bowl, and now we can't have taunting because the NFL doesn't want you to talk about those things. So I blame Stephen A. Smith for this one. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, like I don't know if you're kidding about Stephen A. Smith, but I, 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 I think it's true. It, there's truth behind it. Like Stephen A. Smith yes. is a figurehead for people who, you know, copycat Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, which is CBS Sports HQ is pretty much all that exists for is just copycatting Stephen A. Smith, but with no personality. But to that point, if everyone's talking about it, the NFL doesn't want you to talk about it. And so it's going to get rid of taunting, which is only going to make people talk about the taunting more. And then the NFL is going to reverse course on their taunting rules. Yeah. The other side of the coin is they just don't want people fighting. It's not it's I love when people fight, but the NFL doesn't want people to fight. They had like that one like three week stretch where like everyone fought everyone for like a week. Like Jalen Ramsey fought AJ Brown or like put him in a chokehold or something. And then Mike Evans took out Marshawn Lattimore and then Akib Talib and Michael Crabtree had their thing. But it felt like which, a, which is all time content, if you ask me. But I, I I see why they don't want it. Like I'm not gonna argue dude, with that. We still replay the video of Andre Johnson whooping up on Cortland Finnegan. That video is like 13 years old now. We still play the yeah. video of Andre Johnson coming off the line, taking down Cortland Finnegan and straight punching him in the face. Arguably, 
arguably, I'll tell you <laughs> that I think legitimately that that uh, when he when uh, I came to leave, snatch his chain, snatch um, Michael Crabtree's chain, chain was like legit the reason why everyone loves Akeem to leave. Oh my gosh, we need to talk about that. Uh, Akeem to whoever at Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm pumped about this. Go ahead, go whoever ahead, go ahead. at Fox decided that they should put Gus Johnson and Akeem Talib together on a broadcast. That person deserves a raise. Like he or she needs like a massive pay raise after that, or a promotion or something. They, they nailed it, bro. They nailed it. Because Gus Johnson is already the best broadcaster that we have, like doing like major broadcasts. Like you can go find the soccer people that are super funny or you can find like people on YouTube doing like talk shows during games. But in terms of someone in a major broadcasting role, Gus Johnson is the best because Gus Johnson doesn't sound like a stuffy commentator. Joe Buck is good at this sometimes, but. Gus Johnson is authentic Gus Johnson all the time. Like he's dancing to Wisconsin jump around. He's just scream. I really want him to call a Ravens game so I can just hear him scream. Holly Wood Brown. One more time (laughs) into the microphone. Whenever Marquise Brown does something that was like four years at Oklahoma. He's just like Holly Wood Brown. He, by the way, fun fact, he dubbed that nickname for Marquise Brown. That's why we call Marquise Brown Hollywood Brown is because of Gus Johnson. Yeah. He's like Marquise Brown from Hollywood, Florida. And then he just kept calling him Hollywood Brown forever after that. And every time he scored, it became a meme on the internet. It's like Hollywood Brown. I just... It's like um, it's like Joe Tessitore saying Baker Mayfield. I love every time he says Baker Mayfield, and that's a meme on the internet now too. But to that point, yeah. to get back on track, whoever came up with Gus Johnson and Akib to leave in a booth together, that needs to happen every single week, preferably in the four fifteen window on Fox. Please yeah. make that happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's amazing, bro. I um, <laughs> I uh, I'm all in. I love it too, for sure. Yeah, and to the point on Akeem to leave now, the only fights we get is just everyone against CJ Gardner Johnson. Those are just the only. Yeah, fights I know we everyone. Get everyone hates him for some reason, dude. I don't know what he does because last year there were three fights in the NFL and all of them were on CJ Gardner Johnson. So I don't know. He just gets in people's heads, bro. Yeah, I mean he's one of the best slot corners in the NFL. I'll give him that, but I just don't know why he's the one that everyone wants to fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty pretty hilarious. Yeah, uh, I hope we get more fights this year. Maybe Leonard Fournette will fight someone again. Leonard Fournette's usually got a fight every couple years in him. Maybe this will be the year for Leonard Fournette to get in a fight. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So yeah. No. I. I. I wait. Is did they call the um, uh the, uh right uh Vikings Cardinals game? Yes, they right? did. So. Did you hear the the local broadcast? The the Vikings radio guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... You heard it or you did I've, not hear I've it? I've seen the video. I've seen the video of Okay, him. so yeah. So for all the people who don't know, basically what happened was he... like I don't even know what the broadcast guy's name is, but he literally was like, it's good! He, like, he thought he hit the field goal, and not only did he not hit the field goal, he was wide right. And then the other guy's like... <laughs> the other guy in the broadcast is like, no, no, like, he missed it. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! And 
Oh my goodness. Oh. Oh my. This, he missed a right. What a gut punch to a team. Paul, that play after play, toward the end, fought its way back. Good Lord, it's bad. It's so yeah, bad. Yeah, I felt so bad for the guy, I really did. Oh no, that was brutal. Just brutal to watch. Because the dude was like so pumped. Yeah, and... Look, I, <laughs> I was texting back and forth with my brother because he is an avid Arizona Cardinals fan. He pivoted quite nicely from the Chargers leaving San Diego. He became a Cardinals fan. And the whole way, do you, did you see that play where Kyler, like, basically they blitz six and two guys get a straight run. Yeah. So Kyler just, like, fades back from his back foot and hits, I think it was Rondale Moore, down to, like, the seven-yard line. Are you talking about that throw? You're talking about that throw when he's, like, he, like, spins and he throws it off his left foot while running? That might have been the best throw I've ever seen. I think that ended up being a touchdown. Yeah, not the touchdown. There were two plays where I okay. said, what the bleep to Kyler Murray. But this is when it was, like, Kyler Murray's 32. unreal, dude. No. He's unreal. He's so... He's Russell Wilson light, but, like, he's got... He's so awesome. Kyler dude. Murray I, is I special. Like, special good. And... I mean, we'll talk about Chiefs Ravens coming up at some point, but oh, before before we get wow. to that, like, so Kyler is this play where he fades off his back foot and it's caught for like 25 years. Basically, two guys go untouched through the Cardinals line of scrimmage and Kyler Murray still completes a 25 yard pass like it's and it was like a it, on a dime too. yeah, off his that's, back that's what makes foot, it even crazy off his yeah. back foot 30 yards. He hit it on a dime and. So he they get it, it's like 34-32, and he texts me, he's like, that was unbelievable, but we all know Cliff Kingsbury's not going to score because he's terrible in the red zone. And then I said, good news, though, the Vikings are going to get the ball back and punt. The bad news is they're going to get the ball with one minute, no timeouts, length of the field to go, because that's where Kirk Cousins lives, is in Phillip Rivers' purgatory. Down eight, one minute to go, length of the field, no timeouts. And... Literally exactly what we were joking about happened. And then the Vikings missed a kick at the end. I'm like, this is like 20 years of Viking stereotypes just all mixed into one. Like every Viking stereotype you can think of was in that game. They're going to score 30 points. They're going to be down at the end of the game. They're going to drive down the field and they're going to miss a game winning field goal. <laughs> it's yeah, the most Vikings all loss time ever. brutal, all time brutal. Like I, I, but the Cardinals, like all jokes aside, are like might be the most entertaining team. Like outside of the Ravens, dude, the Ravens are so entertaining. Like I, Lamar Jackson is special, bro. Lamar Jackson, I said this walking out of the game. Those are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like no cap. Those are yeah. the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Sorry, yeah, Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Except, like no, yeah, no, no. I, 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 it's. I don't think it's a question, and I think that. You know, Tom Brady's probably like four or five or something. We could, we have to talk about him, too, on his freaking third Hall of Fame career, this guy. He's unbelievable. Is it three too, or four at this point? I feel like he's put four together. All right, actually, let's talk about Tom Brady really quick because because the, I, I feel like we could talk more about the, uh, the the Chiefs-Ravens. But so Tom Brady, what he's doing is, like, obviously unbelievable. Like, it, like you said it a long time ago, and I totally agree with you on the statement that it's like people are making it not fun. They're like making it like kind of like annoying how like how, how everyone's like universally agreeing that he's a goat now. Like it's kind of fun that people disagree. Now it's like everyone agrees he's the goat. Everyone agrees this is like the, he's the you know, best of all time, whatever. But I mean, the Falcons stink. Like they stink. Yeah. But they, he threw five touchdowns. I mean, like 
effortlessly. Like I think he threw like three in the first half. I mean, dude, he's supposed to be bad. He's supposed to be slowing down, but he's not. He comes out over the weekend and says he's going to play till 50. Yeah. Like, I actually think it's going to happen. I mean, I what evidence do I have to the contrary? Like, seriously, what evidence do I have to suggest that it's not going Dude, to happen? Dude, I would argue he's, he, this is, and, and I'm literally not exaggerating. Like, I, I'm, I don't want to, I'm dead ass. I would argue that what, since he's been on the Bucks, he was better. This is the best two years I've ever seen him play. I would argue that he's been, he's playing just as good as his 0, the 07 year or the old, like I, I So to, to your point it's always difficult to evaluate quarterbacks like evaluate the quarterback position by evaluating Tom Brady. But the difference between playing with that shit Patriots wide receiver core in 2019 where it looked like he literally worse completion percentage than Mitchell Trubisky. Like Worse QBR than Mitchell Trubisky during that last year with the Patriots. Yeah, and and, 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 and in all fairness, like like to your point, that was the that the you know they were like a five and eleven team if Tom Brady wasn't there. Yeah, well, so they had the number one defense that year, which or but two but it was defense. also really it was also really uh, it was inflated. But to your point, yeah, they yes, still it was the year um it was the year after Gilmore won defensive player of the year. They still had like the number 1 defense in DVOA for yeah. most of the season. I think they finished number 2, but they were most of the season they were number 1. Yeah, early in the year they were shut they were literally like lights out. I think there was like a six game stretch where they only allowed like three points or something. Yeah. But like, but they also played like absolute garbage teams. But yes, to your point, they were good. And so sure. that team that was terrible, and we're seeing it now with the Patriots. Like the Patriots offense has been bottom 10 in the league for three years straight now. Like the fact that we're seeing Tom Brady go to Tampa and you just put a plethora of riches around him where, you know, Mike Evans got phased out of the off. Mike Evans caught a touchdown against the Packers in the NFC championship. And I don't think I've seen him since. And then yesterday he's just like, I'm going to catch two touchdowns. Like just. Yeah. And that, yeah. And, and then, and then not to mention the fact they have, you know, Chris Godwin, who's just like there. Yeah. Antonio Brown, who's just there. Antonio they, and Brown they have, had, what did he have? He had two touchdowns and 150 yards week one. He had like, I would argue, I would argue that Antonio, I, I literally tweeted out Antonio Brown's back. This is, dude, I'm not telling you that Tom Brady's like, you know, he he's playing great. I'm, I'm not taking that away from him, but his team is unbelievable. But this is what Tom Brady does, dude. He is he put got put in a great situation. He's doing a great job with what he has, but he's still playing well. Like, dude, we're, we're Rob Gronkowski. Okay, okay, yeah, let's Rob go Gronkowski. This. Are you okay? Rob Gronkowski can go, you know, f himself legitimately. He is, dude. He was he just injured all last year, or he just didn't like what he was, was unnecessary. It? He, re- he was literally unnecessary in that offense until they get to the Super Bowl. He's like Gronk. Thank you he, for blocking for sixteen weeks. I'm gonna reward you with. I'm two just gonna touchdowns. throw it to you. Yeah, yeah. Like the he is lead. Let me just just please everybody listen to what I'm saying. He is leading. In t- the NFL on touchdowns. It's not even a Rob tie. Gronkowski. It's not even a tie. He's the Rob only. Rob Gronkowski in 2021 is catching the most touchdowns. It's not Are even among wide receivers. Me? It's not even a tie. He has four touchdowns. No one else has four. It's unbelievable. And you know how I said going into the season, let's not make it not fun about Tom Brady by like praising his greatness. He's literally the MVP right now. Like it. 
doesn't dude he's literally he's literally making Rob Gronkowski so you know I think that says it all we're just both like yeah like like I don't even know what to say because is he making Rob Gronkowski I don't even know what to say anymore Antonio Brown had 40 receiving yards yesterday they scored more points than when he had 150 yards and two touchdowns it's mind-blowing Tom Brady Tom Brady is getting to the the point where like it's just stupid he's gonna literally rewrite the book of like dude if okay already already done it he's just the world no no like this is just pushing him over the edge this is just what's making him like a god of like sports yeah not just NFL if Tom Brady wins one more time in one more time I do not ever want to hear that ever again that there, he is the greatest athlete of all time. I'm not saying talented wise, we can have that argument, but he's the best winner I've ever seen in the history of the sports. He wins if he goes and wins another one, dude. I don't even know what to tell you. The, fact the guy he's doing is the it greatest. In that sport is ridiculous too. Like that's and let's that add is... to the fact that people are not understanding this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the absolute dregs of the league. They are a bum franchise. Then Tom Brady goes there and makes him the best team in the league. Are we serious? They just needed not Jameis Winston to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, like in all fairness, they had a great team. Like they were talented, but like we know, like what what is happening? Yeah, Kyle? they were just good enough. They were just good enough with Jameis, where they were like a 500 team. Probably should have made the playoffs that last year with Jameis if he doesn't have historically bad interception 30, numbers. 30. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, we can talk about Jameis too because he's back. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that too. I want to talk about that too. To yeah. that point on the Bucks, like apparently adding three Hall of Famers, no matter how old they are, adding three Hall of Famers to that team is just good enough to win a championship. I thought they were going to get bounced in the second round, and I was right. I was right until they beat the Saints, beat the Packers, and beat the Chiefs. Like, well, here's the thing with Tom Brady, and like, and like, I think that even Tom Brady supporters, which I am, I'm actually like, like a Tom Brady Bobo basically. But we know he's lucky. But the difference about Tom Brady and other quarterbacks is that when he gets these opportunities, he doesn't choke. He just doesn't choke. The clutch thing, we, we, you and I are both on the same page. Clutch is an overrated thing. People ex- make it a huge deal. It's not a thing. He just doesn't choke. Everyone else chokes, it feels like. It's unreal, dude. When you, when you need the play to happen, Tom Brady, more often than not, will come through with that play. It's unbelievable. It really is. It doesn't even make sense to me. Which Did, did, I, tell yeah. you this, did I tell you the stat about the Cowboys game? I, I don't I know which stat? stat this is, but we'll see. Okay. Tom Brady... Okay. There's only been 10 teams in history of the NFL, the whole of all time, lit up 450 passing yards and lost a turnover battle. I had I did did three turnovers ever. It's never happened before. I mean, sorry, sorry. Seven, what ten of times all time? Said? Ten of them. Yes. There's no, only been one team ever that has won while doing those those stats: 450 passing yards and three tu- three turnovers. Yeah, we, the Cowboys. Dak Prescott had 450 passing yards, and the Cowboys had three turnovers. Yes, exactly. And there's only been one team that won that game, and it's the Bucks. And what's the difference? Greg Zerline being shit. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Not- 
Greg's but you know line. what I'm saying, dude. It doesn't even make sense, dude. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. That one, I really wanted. To, I really wanted to come in with that joke. What's the difference? Greg Zerline missing two field goals <laughs> and an extra point. That's the difference. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But <laughs> let's just let's just keep adding to this point that Tom Brady literally is the MVP right now. I mean, besides Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is so been to really the point good, on I that, think. like people who are like, gonna, this is the part where it can get annoying is the people who are ready to give Tom Brady the MVP. Look, no, 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 no. I'm not there. But yeah. as of now, he's the MVP. No, I, like yeah, today he is. Like people who are good. The, the oh. people I was talking to at the start of the season who said, let's not make this not fun. Let's at least have fun. Let's just not make it annoying. They yeah, just played the two like, worst. Like here's the difference. You just need to appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's appreciate. Let's appreciate what we're doing. Not put in your face. Yeah, t- no. Tom, what Tom Brady's doing is borderline like unprecedented. It's not borderline. It is unprecedented. Yeah. We're never going to see anything like this ever again. Look, he plays Jalen Ramsey next week. Like I have a feeling there's a there's a chance this one's going to be the dud because he played the two worst secondaries in the NFL. That the could be an weeks. unbelievable game though. And then the week after that, they play the Patriots. Yeah. That's two weeks of we're going to be talking a lot about Tom Brady, but and and let's add this too that um, I saw us on Twitter that if he he's on pace to break the all time passing yards in week four, which is against the Patriots in New England. Yeah, they I think the NFL timed that out perfectly. <laughs> oh my God, dude! This whole oh oh let me actually let me add one more, one last thing. Tom Brady has thrown two games consecutively four touchdowns this past two weeks. It's the first time he's done that in his career. You gotta be just... I mean, come on. It's his, sec, it's his 22nd year. You, Think about that. The average NFL career is two and a half years. He's played 10 NFL Tom, careers. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Are we... Like, we, you just gotta laugh. I've, There's never been anything last like year. this. Last year was the first time I was finally able to laugh at it. Like, removed from... I've told you the story about why I hate Tom Brady so much. Is growing yeah, up a I mean, Chargers fan, Philip Rivers never beat him. Then after they left, I gravitated towards that Legion of Boom team. Tom Brady ended them. Gravitated to the Falcons. Tom Brady ended them. Uh, said after the Eagles Super Bowl that Tom Brady was done, that that was the end of the Patriots dynasty, was when they lost to the Eagles. He's won two Super Bowls since then. And my beloved Patrick Mahomes, who made me re- fall in love with football, he's beaten him twice now. He's taken two Super Bowls away from Patrick Mahomes. It's just dumb, dude. Last year was the first time it's- I could laugh at it, though. Last year was the first time I could like just sit there and be like, okay, this, you know, it's it's not worth it to be miserable anymore. I tried being miserable. I would argue it's not worth it. I would argue that that Chiefs game um, in the Super Bowl was the easiest Super Bowl Tom Brady's ever won. It was the blowout. The Rams one was the blowout of the f- six of the Patriots championships. They won 13, three. That was the blowout. Every game was within six points before that one. And then, the Falcons one was the blowout. The six point win against the Falcons was the largest victory. Dude, dude, I don't think, I don't think people can like understand where we're at here. Like look at what dude, just like, we should just do like a straight up hypothesis on this. Look, maybe we should rewatch every Patriots Super Bowl. No, why would see- I do that to myself? <laughs> Tom Brady could literally be Owen, you know, 15 or whatever the hell, how, a billion. How many times has he been in the Super Bowl? I don't even freaking know anymore. 10, 15, I don't it's know. 10. He could be Owen 10. It's 10. Or he could be 10 and 0. Yeah. It's just, 
It's just unbelievable. Which is, ex- which is. leads us into what I wanted to talk about with the Chiefs Ravens game, which is just appreciate the greatness. That's all you can do from that game. Because if oh, Clyde yeah, Edwards Hilaire sure. hangs onto the football, the Chiefs win the game. Like the entire yeah. game comes down to one fumble. That's the entire result yeah. of the game. So, so Patrick Mahomes is great. Like I'm, I, I, okay, okay. Let me just let me just reset here. That game was way more about Lamar Jackson than any other player, in my opinion. Yeah. It was just Lamar. It's Patrick Mahomes just does Patrick Mahomes things. I think at this point, we're just expecting that from him. Whenever he just does anything good, we're like, yeah, that's just who he is. It's almost like when you watch like Steph Curry, like I'll literally be like, hey, dad, watch Steph Curry shoot this three. And it's always like, you know, a step back, falling over three and he buries it. Like, it's just like he's in that level of greatness now, Patrick Mahomes. But I think Lamar Jackson has... I want to say he's more special than Patrick Mahomes because I Patrick Mahomes is definitely better. But Lamar Jackson has nobody, dude. And what he's doing, it's just he's just so likable. I, I would argue that he's way more likable than Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's like like amazing, dude. Like, did you see at the end of the game when the the John Harbaugh's like, oh, do you want to go for this? And he's like, Yeah, you know, like it just Yeah. <laughs> Trust in your just guy. A great- Take the opinion of your guy, which did it's kind of backfired on Mahomes because the story is that uh Andy Reid asked him who he wanted to take in the first round and he just texted him Clyde. And so they took Clyde Edwards Alaire at 32. That one seemed to backfire. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a story that they basically the GM I think it was Brett Veach, not Andy Reid. The GM texted him like, who should we take at 32? He just texted him Clyde, and then they took Clyde Edwards Alaire at 32. Wow, I didn't know that. That's actually that's actually I mean so part of me is like you should take you should listen to your players like for sure like that you should definitely take their opinion, but in the same breath like these guys don't know more than you do like you're th- that's your job to be a scout like therefore like, they're that's just managing that, the emotions more than anything else though. yeah exactly like in Bo- oh yeah for sure in Boston bro it's like a big ass thing where you know everyone was like you know give you know listen to Tom Brady do whatever Tom Brady wants you know when when he was here but like every time they listened to Tom Brady it was like not good. They, they, you know, last year they gave up a second round pick for Muhammad Sanu. That Tom Brady won Muhammad and Sanu. And lost all their so available saying, cap space for one Antonio Brown touchdown. Yeah. Like, like end of the day, like, you know, you want to make the guy happy, but you have to find that middle ground because these athletes are just 100% all opinion. Yeah. It's they like, are, it's, or it's somewhere rather. in the middle. It's probably not they do whatever they yeah. want, but it's also not the separation of church and state they do in Green Bay. Like, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of that, um, so can we at least all admit that Chase is uh, on the Bengals is is legit? Uh, like he's, that's he's, he's why he, I drafted him in my fantasy team this year. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so everyone was talking about how we can't catch the ball. Like, all right, like it's just they, they made the right pick. Yep. Now let's talk about that guy, Mister Joe Burrow, for three interceptions in like in three passes, three interceptions, know, three passes, and you know, you know, I just like. Like really root for Joe Joe, uh, Joe Burrow just because of all of the injuries. I I just I just kind of like him. I don't know. I think he's kind of funny. But that was a bad look. All three of the young guys were bad. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Joe Burrow. All of them were bad this week. Here's the thing: the best guy of that group, we know who it was, and and and, and it's he's going to make you and own these words the rest of your life and i want you to admit who this person is. It's Mac Jones. It's freaking Mac Jones. Okay. Yeah. End of the day with Mac Jones is we know that Mac Jones is not the most talented. 
I can admit that 100%, but it's all about the system, all about the pieces around him. Dude, the Jaguars could ruin Trevor Lawrence. They are yeah. a disaster. I don't know why people still hire Daryl Bevel. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> yeah, like, like, let, and then, dude, Zach Wilson could, dude, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I'm all over the place. The Patriots will forever own the Jets while Bill Belichick is an, uh, it all runs a team. Just yeah, always going to no, happen. Uh, Jets fans the are Jets gonna are, forever. Jets are a cursed franchise. The Jets yeah. can never turn this around. They, they, do, they literally, I am at this point where, like, I would be, like, shocked if the Jets ever even, like, are good. Like, ever. Again, Jets so, fans, I said the same thing to the Giants. Don't do this to yourselves. Don't boo Zach Wilson when he comes off the field. You're only going to make it worse for yourself. Just, you, you're doing this to yourself. It's the same thing the Giants did when they got Ben McAdoo fired for being right about Eli Manning being washed. Just, yeah. don't do it to yourselves. Don't boo Zach yeah, Wilson. Yeah, so... So yeah, so poor Zach Wilson throws four interceptions, and you know this is the also the problem I think people are misunderstanding is that it's all about fit, it's all about who you are as a player, situation, all that. Because talent is one thing, but there's way more talented guys that phase out of the league in any sport that just don't have an opportunity because of. You know, just the situation. Yeah, because so like, of, you know, dumbass Jay Gruden saying, we're going to make RG3 a pocket passer when yeah, RG3 yeah, could it, literally be what exactly. Lamar Jackson is. Exactly. And let's also add to the fact that, you know, looking at, you know, Josh Allen is the greatest example, but Buffalo's got a good program out there. Yeah, and Brandon Bean has been like the antithesis of Belichick struggling. Brandon Bean's hit on almost every one of his draft picks going back yeah, to when he started. But... And it's the program. It's not just the drafting. The drafting is important. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But Josh Allen was terrible his first year. Like not good. First two but years, they, even even they made the they, playoffs, and he was a yeah, problem. They let him grow, and now he's a good quarterback. Like great. I mean, maybe not great, but you know, he actually had a pretty good game, like overall. But and then now look at what happened with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold leads the Jets because it's a, just an absolute disaster there. No matter how you slice it, the, the Panthers have a better program now with um, the new head coach there, Matt Rule, right? Matt Rule. And Joe Brady. Like, Joe Brady's going to yeah, be a exactly. head coach in, like, a year, probably in yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah they, they got a whole nice little program there. Good, actually, pretty good players, pretty complimentary pieces. They actually made a couple good draft picks here and there. And then he goes there and balls out. Like, he's been awesome for the past two weeks. And I'm like, I'm not telling you that he's a great quarterback, but the Jets just ruined players. It's a perfect example of this. Matt Jones, Matt Jones is going to be really good in New England because of the program. It's just going to, like, Zach Wilson, I would not be stunned at all if he's a good quarterback or if he's out of the league in three years. I, I just, like, I just, like, that's what, the, that's what these teams do to these poor guys. They just ruin them. They just ruin them. And And the Jets are the one where we, you know, think about it the most. But at least the Jets now have pivoted to we're going to at least draft guys. It's not like that time where they just, you know, signed Fitzmagic and won 10 games with Todd Bowles. It's like we're going to at least commit to the system. They're doing the Giants thing where like through hell or high water, we're going to start Zach Wilson. It's the same thing the Bengals and Jaguars are doing. It's why the Jaguars traded Gardner Minshew. It's like hell or high water. Trevor Lawrence is going to play every snap. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But like. There's such a thing as like ruining a guy's psyche, and like there's a lot of stats show. Proving yeah, it's that. called Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer will ruin yeah. a guy's psyche. <laughs> yeah, per, there's a lot of stats that prove my point, and like I don't have them right in front of me, but like there's plenty of them to show. I, I can give you the best one. Have you heard the Ryan Leaf story? Uh no. 
Ryan Leaf. So Ryan Leaf played his first game with the Chargers. He had four touchdowns and dominated the game. And then the second week he played against the Chiefs and he got sacked three times. He had like three interceptions and 40 yards, kind of like what Zach Wilson had. And he Mm -hmm. says, after that moment, I don't remember a happy time in the NFL. After that week two game, I don't remember ever being happy again in the NFL. Because all of a sudden, all the pressure collapsed on him from being terrible that one week, and it just compounded on him. See, this is this is also another point that I want to make about the Patriots. This is why I, I will always say that Belichick was good for Brady and Brady was good for Belichick. Because if Brady, if Belichick didn't give Brady the opportunity in a good system and let him grow in the system, Brady wouldn't be Brady. And then Brady developed into obviously his awesome quarterback, and then he carried Belichick for the back end. It's all about the system, bro. That's all you can do as a coach. You can be a great coach if you have a good system. Like that's why John Harborough, outside of him getting, you know, was going to get fired when he got Lamar Jackson. They have a system there. They have a program. They just do. It's the just, fact they he just was ha- willing to blow everything up for an entirely different offense, an entirely different quarterback goes against every principle he's ever ran because he's from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, his that offense they run with Greg Roman goes against every principle John Harbaugh was taught in his like decades as an assistant coach and what won him a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco goes against everything. And he said, rather, I blow it up and fail than let it blow it up for me. And he blew everything up and look where it is now with. But what that's the. Doing. But I mean, obviously, they ended up nailing that pick, like obviously. But I think that that's the way you should coach. Like, of course, that's it's why great I also worship. Yeah, and that's also why Belichick's a great coach, too, because if you look at it, like, he puts people in their strengths. He doesn't conform them to do what the system says. The system's absolute shit without the players. Jay Gruden, if he just let RG3 be RG3, he would still have a job, probably. He would still be be on the, the, you know, now, uh, now Washington football team. Yeah, he just looked up and said, you know where the NFL's future is moving? It's moving towards Kirk Cousins. That's where the future yeah. of the NFL is. I mean, I, I mean, fortunately for them, they did. I mean, Kirk, Kirk Cousins was good enough. So this is the problem also with quarterbacks. If you find a guy that, that's just good enough, like Kirk Cousins, he just, he's just going to stick around. But the problem is, is that you need to be able to conform your uh, you know playbook to the guys that are playing well. So, i.e., RG three, Kirk Cousins just sitting there, kind of breathing up his you know uh, up his keister there. Kirk Cousins is not better than RG three, but R- but Kirk Cousins was in more of a Jay Gruden type offense, so he played better under that. And obviously, you know, yeah, RG3 by year got four they ruined RG three. By year four, yeah, well, his body yeah, just and fell they got apart. injured. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And like, that's something that why I give John Gruden a lot of, I mean, uh, sorry, John uh, Harborough a lot of credit for. Like, I think that the fact that he was able to can change and understand that where the NFL is going and all that, like, I think that takes complete balls and not everyone's going to be able to do that. I probably mentioned this too much, but it's just the greatest thing ever. In training camp of 2019, he told you exactly how he was going to beat you. And then went out and did it. He said, Lamar's going to run the ball more than anyone else in the league, and we're going to throw 30 touchdowns. And then he did it. He told you exactly how he was going to do it, and he's like, there's nothing you can do to stop us. How many How many yards did, how many, how many rushing yards did Lamar had last night? I think it was 100. Yeah, I think it was 108. He 
is so special, bro. The only thing I worry about with Lamar is injuries, but like if he's able to, you know, <laughs> but here's the thing with Lamar. I do think that he could stay in the, like, that's what makes him so different. He's a great runner and a great passer. So There's a great story. Uh, Mike Florio was saying that basically this offseason, they just sat him in the pocket and said, we're going to run an entire offense where you're not allowed to run the football. And Lamar like ran pocket passing throughout the offseason with the new wide receivers because it's like I can be great with this scramble thing, but I can be even better if there's a threat of taking it over the top too. Yeah, they need to they need to implement that more in the offense because his running is just like a is like a extra like if he's able to throw the ball as great as he does. Oh, my God. If he can replicate 2019 again, he led the league in touchdowns in 2019 with 36. If he can do that it, again. Oh, yeah, game over. Yeah, depth, yeah, but who they and I mean, they don't have any skill position players in that. Well, no, no, no. They 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 have three Sammy Watkins games like a genie. Yeah. And, 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 and who's glass. the other guy? Bateman. Bateman, yeah. too. Bateman's been hurt. He's injured. They've still got Holly Wood. Brown, who had a pretty yeah, good game. Yeah, where the game. hell has he been? Yeah, I think he had a touchdown yesterday. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's doing all right. But I actually, um, I, yeah, I watched the game for some reason. I didn't even. I didn't yeah, he's that. he had that drop problem last year, and oh, everyone yeah, kind yeah. of wrote him off because they also drafted him over AJ Brown, so that became a meme. It's like he's pretty good, but he's not AJ Brown. So yeah, that's tough, dude. Yeah, I mean, honest, honestly, dude, Lamar Jackson special, and I and, and I, I I love him. But yeah, to your like, point he, about. Lamar Jackson you mentioned this earlier um I'm surprised I love Lamar Jackson so much because I remember saying in 2019 I'd like first um <laughs> I'd first gotten to college and uh one of the all-time like well we have another wall of shame moment but I said like in week six that year that Lamar Jackson is like Damian Lillard where he's always in the MVP conversation but he's not actually gonna win it well and then he yeah but in all fairness literally everyone said that though Everyone's yeah. like, he's a running back. He's a running back. Like every single meme page in the entire internet said that. So like the fact that Lamar Jackson proved them wrong is one thing. Second of all, now he's just like, there's no more memes about Lamar Jackson. It's just like the guy's different. He's just built different. And I had said, because I knew like full well, I'm a Mahomes guy through and through. Like that man made yeah. me love football again. Mahomes Definitely. is a big part of the reason why I still love football the way I do. Like, yeah. I had said because I'm a Mahomes guy, I feel like I'm gonna like discredit Lamar Jackson. And now I look yeah. and I'm like, just appreciate the greatness. The fact that we're gonna get ten more years of high level football between those two quarterbacks is unbelievable. Like they've played every year of their career so far and somehow haven't met in the playoffs just by weird, like fluky chances. They haven't played yeah. in the playoffs yet. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Brady, um, Peyton Manning type of scenario. Once they start meeting more and then it's going to be like one of those things. And then it's the, already there then, now. Cause they're already the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, yeah. But they need, but, but the league needs to do a better job of figuring out ways to get them together. Like I, even though I, I know it is kind of fluky, but you, you can't really do much with the playoffs, but why did Peyton and Brady always make it? They, they, they just kind of put it together that way. Well, they. Tr <laughs> what's funny is they tried because think about how it's gone the last three years. Why they haven't met in the playoffs? So that year, um, Lamar made the magical run his rookie year and won the division. Um, was also Mahomes' first year because Mahomes sat out all of 2017. So they technically started in the same year. The year Mahomes played in 2018, Lamar came in later in the year. They lost to the Chargers in the wild card. If they had beaten the Chargers, they would have met in the playoffs that year. Yeah. And then 
Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. 2019, they were the one seed. Chiefs were the two seed, and the Titans pulled the greatest upset in the playoffs of the last 10 years against that 14-2 and Ravens team. And that yeah. should they should have played in the AFC Championship in Baltimore, which would have just been an all-timer of a game if they had played MVP Lamar versus Super Bowl champion Mahomes. And then last year, just bad luck because... They played Buffalo in the second round instead of playing the Chiefs, which the Chiefs would have yeah. whooped ass on them. But still, they yeah, played. In, they would have played in the second round had the schedule just not broken that way. So, and also too, I want to add this. Like, we can kind of change subjects on on Lamar, but like, I just like him. Like, I know I said that earlier, but like, I don't know what it is, but he just has this humbleness about him. He's like always still referring to John Gruden as coach. And, uh, John Gruden. I keep saying John Gruden. John, because I, I, I want to talk about how he's dropping f bombs on the on the live TV. See that? Oh yeah, the, the, for the two yeah. and O Vegas Raiders, which is just yeah. Stupid. Oh, the world beaters, the world beaters. Ah, uh, yeah. But us yeah, against so the world the, Vegas Raiders. I hate that. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're the worst. But yeah, so so I'll tell you this: that Lamar Jackson just got like that humbleness about him. He's always calling you know John Harbaugh a coach. I don't know why. I just like I root for him and the fact that he's like. Just like so unorthodoxly good, that makes me just like him more. I just root for him. So, and also, so I wanted the Patriots to get him so bad when they, um, that year when he fell to the Ravens. I I can't remember who we drafted over him, but I, I it it, it might have been was it Sony Michelle or is that the I think it might have been. I think it whatever. was. It doesn't really matter. It might have been Michelle and Isaiah Win. They might have had yeah. two picks. Yeah, no, no, they did, but I don't know if it was that year. But whatever. End of the day, I just maybe it was, was Nikhil like, Harry. Actually, maybe Nikhil Harry was one pick. Yeah, before. which 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 almost even hurts more because Nikhil Harry stinks, dude. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, honestly, dude, I'm I'm a big uh, um, Lamar guy, and I'm always gonna root for him. It's just this is where I'm at right now. Appreciate the greatness, people. The fact we get yeah. ten years of this is gonna be fantastic. This is the thing I say all the time. We don't have to diminish Lamar because he's not Mahomes. We don't have to diminish Josh Allen, even though he's not Mahomes. They're just different. They're just different, and I, I like that about him. Like I think that Lamar is not Mahomes, but he has stuff that Mahomes doesn't have. That's what makes him so different. But like, I would still take Mahomes through and through. I don't think anyone's gonna argue that. No, for sure. But if you want to make the argument for Lamar, I'm not going to fight you on it. Like, it's it's crazy how good he is. And this is funny because last going into last year, I'm like, I just need a larger sample size to know like what Lamar Jackson is. And I walked mm-hmm. away last year surprisingly, like not with everyone else. Like everyone was like, oh, look at Lamar Jackson. He, you know, Ravens suck. They lost in the second round this year. I'm like. Lamar Jackson single-handedly carried them to being a top five team in the NFL. Like that, that man is special. That man is an elite quarterback, bar none. Like, and now with, you know, I think it's just, he's supplanted Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is old, but he's the second best quarterback in the NFL. And we don't know what to do with Deshaun Watson, but he's the second best yeah. quarterback in the NFL. No, it's, yeah, point. like probably talent wise, Deshaun's third. And then, you know, that old, that old fart Tom Brady's probably there. Crazy. And, well, we're also sleeping on Russell Wilson too. Russell Wilson. I agree, dude. There. But like, dude, freaking! Oh my God, Tom Brady, dude. This guy, dude. Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson are all kind of in that. And Dak Prescott and Kyler, they're all kind of in that second. Oh yeah, tier. Dak Prescott too. We're definitely sleeping on Dak Prescott for sure. I I also think that um, uh, okay. So yeah, I I kind of want to talk about what's his name uh uh Derrick Henry. That freaking monster. Yeah, let's talk about this. Cause so Derek Derek Henry's a freaking nature, bro. He really is. He's an absolute. So also, I think we should start 
talking about Derrick Henry as one of these all-time type of players. Oh, I was he's saying doing, that last year. Yeah, no, I was saying last so, year that he... So, so I always say this. I always say this. I always say if you have one good year, you need to follow up with another year. And if you follow up with two years in a row, you're... You're you're a great player and like you can't take it away from you. You go three years in a row, you start becoming like a legendary, especially when it comes to that that type of player. Not you know not like a receiver. I, just the running back position in itself, it's really rare for a guy to do two years in a row. That's really good. Three years in a row, we're looking at like you know all time type of talent. Derrick Henry is bigger than everybody, and he can put you down, and he's still faster than everybody. I, we haven't seen many guys like Derrick Henry ever in the league, ever. Besides so, Najee Harris, who's, well, who might be... Yeah, yeah, he also it's, tossed some guy. I, I had said this last year. When your only comparison to like historical precedent of like being that big and being able to have breakaway speed, if your only precedent it is Earl Campbell, like you're doing something right. In yeah, terms no, of being he, at the position. he's so different, dude. He's so different. And like... Can I yeah, tell just, you my relationship with being wrong about Derrick Henry all the time? Um, because throw it back to 2018. This is when Derrick Henry was like the backup behind DeMarco Murray or something like that. And yeah, yeah, DeMarco Murray was good too. And I remember being like, like he he had one good year, didn't he? Yeah, DeMarco Murray was awesome for the Cowboys. And then he had like 200 rushing yards with the Eagles and he got dumped on the Titans. He was pretty good on the Titans. Like, he, I think he had like 900 yards one year, but still. Um, do you remember Derrick Henry in that magical Titans Jags Thursday night game ran a 99 yard oh, yeah. touchdown where he like yeah, stiff armed a Jaguars player? Yeah, um, I do remember that. Yeah, it was like legit at like the one yard line. That's like legit when the Derrick Henry show started. That week, I started Tariq Cohen over him on my fantasy team. Oh, God. And he had 180 yards and three touchdowns. And I started him the rest of the year. He never had another game like that the rest of the year. But it was yeah, the start so, of so, Derrick so Henry. You, so you had a personal thing against him that you're like, yeah. I, hate I was like, I, I was mad at myself more than anything else because I knew I should have started Derrick Henry over Cohen. It just, it's like, he's like RB 20 something or whatever. The Titans offense <laughs> yeah. is boring. Like Mariota's always questionable to return. So sometimes you've got Charlie Whitehurst at quarterback or whatever it is. Yeah. And so 2019 was the year that I was like dead spot on about the Titans where I said when they were two and three, if oh, they yeah, you definitely were, if they put in Tannehill, they're going to make the playoffs. And then they ended up going to the AFC championship in that miraculous run. But to the point on Derrick Henry, like 2019 playoffs was when he kind of broke out. Like that's when yeah. he had like the King Henry thing, 200 yard game against the Patriots, you know, 150 against the Ravens. And that was kind of like the breakout of Derrick Henry. And after that, I said, eh, I probably wouldn't pay him. I think the Titans have to, but I wouldn't pay him. And then he rushed for 2000 yards when last year I drafted Michael Thomas over him in my fantasy league over 2000 yard Derrick Henry. And I've been dead wrong about Derrick Henry always. And then I came around and I said, Derrick Henry's going to go berserk. And then he just put up a dud in the playoffs against the Baltimore Ravens. So I was wrong even when I turned around and said he was going to be good. So then we fast forward to this week when I said coming into the year, Derrick Henry is going to, I have no reason to believe Derrick Henry can't go for 2000 yards again. No reason to believe he will slow down. And he started off with six quarters of crap to start the season. First game against the Cardinals, terrible. First half against the Seahawks, terrible. I literally wrote down the stat here. 
Derrick Henry, since rushing for 2,000 yards, had 56 carries for 140 yards, which comes out to about 2.6 yards per carry. Derrick Henry had been shut down since rushing for 2,000 yards, and I made the tweet that said Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards and then just dipped and posted that on Instagram and in the second half of that game, he rushed for 180 yards and three touchdowns, which just yeah. makes me so, so like, I just have to laugh at it. That's basically where I'm yeah, at. I'm definitely. not even going to say angry. You just have to laugh at it. Good news. I did draft Derrick Henry on my fantasy team this year. So at the very least, I get to be wrong there, but I do get to win in my fantasy league. <laughs> Yeah, Derrick Henry's a really, he's a freak in nature, bro. He really is. Yeah, I, I mean, football this week was really interesting. And, like, I mean, overall, I mean, I'm trying to think if we're, we're missing anything. Jameis. Oh, Sam Darnold. Jameis, Sam oh, Darnold. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I, I don't want to take anything away from Sam Darnold and the Panthers because I really do think that I, – I, I'm all in on Sam Darnold. Like, I really think that he – is he a great quarterback? No, but he's way better than everyone thought he was on the on the Panthers. I mean, on the on the Jets. Like, I think he's actually like he's going to be a good quarterback there. I think, but the the Saints dude literally had like no coaches on the sideline. Like, I think all of them had were in COVID protocol. Yeah, like, there was basically. seven coaches in COVID protocol for the Saints. So like that was like pretty tough. But like, I mean. It was just kind of a fluky situation, but I mean, dude, the Panthers look good. Yeah, like they're hanging. You know, they, they had like seventeen point seventeen to zero. It like was it seventeen was, I mean, zero. I think the final score was like twenty six to seven or something. Yeah, I mean they they hung twenty six points up, and like they don't really have a very good offense. I mean, uh, besides McCaffrey, even though he got injured last, which I he's gonna get injured one hundred percent. They play him too much. You said but that last week, back. and then sent me the tweet when he's like Christian McCaffrey has left the game. You're like he's gonna get hurt. I mean, I, I, I'm not rooting for it. <clears throat> I'm really not, because I, I think he's an amazing player, but like, I just don't think it's possible that he doesn't get injured. Yeah, of course. It seems almost impossible that there isn't some kind of injury, which, by the way, I know the Panthers are 2-0, and and we've started, like, I was mocking the idea of a Sam Darnold revenge tour, and now that the content is super good, when I post Sam Darnold revenge tour yeah, on you Comical did, Yeah, you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, by the way, you were mocking me on the Sam Darnold revenge tour, and now you're using oh, it for yeah, content. No, That's, I'm using it for content. What 100%. a great creator. You're yeah. a great creator. I respect that. You, you, you'll you drop something like a sack of potatoes if it takes that you're going to get a better take out of it. Oh, not so only tell that, we're now making a rap video of Sam Darnold's revenge tour to the song Industry Baby by Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, because we are all in on the <laughs> Sam Darnold revenge tour now. It's content. But, but I actually, like, I know you're looking at it from a context perspective, but I've always believed in Sam Darnold. And I'll tell you this, that I think the Steelers whiffed big time. The Steelers should have went out and got Sam Darnold. Not, you know, and just can Big Ben. Big Ben sucks. He's done. He is cashed. And that and then they have to worry about Dwayne Haskins in the back end. Dude, imagine can, Sam Darnold on the Steelers. I can save that for the final thought, but I've got it. Basically, you want to know how dynasties end? There's a there's a cool parallel about the Steelers that way. But to, okay. sorry, go ahead with the Panthers first. No, I know. I just think the Panthers nailed it. And I think that they get a good young coach. They have a good program there. Like Sam Darrell's going to be good there. I'm all the Jets fans are going to be uh, vomiting. I dude, there's one guy on this Boston sports radio, which is hilarious. I think he is so terrible. I think he's the worst on the radio. And, and I would tell him that to his face. So, I mean, his name's Fred Toucher. He's terrible. And he's a Jets fan. 
and he's on the Boston radio, which is really funny. But he's like, yeah, he he, he just is, is like a, a salty Jets fan, which I don't blame him because the Jets are terrible. But he's like, yeah, Sam Darnold's going to be terrible, like guaranteed. He's on, He's been better these two games than he's been in the entire time on the Jets. In he's, those two he's games, be, in, his in, in his entire career, his QBR ranking in those two games were he's second He's never had a game that's even close. They were his QBR yeah. rankings were second and fourth in his NFL career. For the first two games with the Panthers is, are two of his top four performances of his career. Yeah, I mean, like, is it a soft landing zone? Maybe easy teams, possibly. And I'm, it's probably the answer is probably yes. But the Saints got a good program. Like, I, I, I know it's still the Saints, and they're kind of like disheveled without having air. Um, you know, uh, uh Drew Brees, but James Winston threw five t- touchdowns last week. Well, so in like, addition I mean, to that, um, this is something that doesn't get talked about a lot, but you know how they talked about how all the coaches were gone for yeah. you know COVID protocol? Not only that, it's almost all new coaches for the Saints because one, Man Campbell left to be the coach of the Lions, but he brought... I forgot about that. Yeah, he brought um, a bunch of coordinators from the defensive side. Like their DB's coach was, I think, Aaron Glenn. He's now the DC of the Lions. Their linebacker's coach, I think, is now the linebacker's coach with the Lions, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So he brought a bunch of former Saints assistants to him with Detroit when he left. So, So you're saying, in theory, that it shouldn't matter? Or, or are you saying? Are I'm you saying just, that are you just, not only does it hurt to not have new coaches, it's not like it's new players and new coaches on offense oh yeah, for fair, the Saints. Like fair. everything has changed, so yeah, yeah, losing yeah. coaches like, probably hurts. Oh, hundred percent. And 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 I think I I just don't want to poke holes in the Panthers. I just do think that they're good. Like I I, yeah. I I'm telling you, bro. I said it before the season. I they're going to be a good team, and I think that you know they, they still potentially go like. You know, nine and eight, like that—that's totally possible. Well, actually, but, I'm glad you brought this up because would you like me to read you the Panthers' schedule so we can see how far this Sam Darnold revenge tour can last? Because yeah, play, yeah, it it it, hard, it gets harder, right? They hold on a second. They play Thursday night against the Texans. That could be a win, so we could get at least two weeks out of the Sam Darnold revenge tour. So that could last until next Sunday when they play the Dallas Cowboys. Technically so I a think, winnable game. Th- I mean, that would be a great game. That should. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, they the, the Panthers have the right schedule, the right players. Just the the whole thing is working out for Sam Darn. I'm going to tell you right now. I guarantee you that he's going to be good. I just don't know how good. It can keep going too. Because say they beat the Cowboys, pull off an upset, they're four and zero. Next week, home against the Eagles, could win that one. Home against the Vikings could win that one maybe so so right there i would say they're probably five and two and, and i mean three uh, four and two right so they have so who do they have so they have the texans which is i i think is a chalked up win and then who's the other team they play next is the cowboys, cowboys. so like let's say three and one say they lose that one then, then they beat the eagles eagles vikings and, then they, and let's just say they lose to the vikings just to like make it even so they're four and two did anyone think that they're gonna be four and two in the first six games oh we can keep going with this because then they play okay, the new york giants next okay that's a win so and it's then five five and two the atlanta falcons so um yeah should be a win i mean six and two but theoretically, couldn't Sam Darnold revenge tour get to like eight? No, maybe they're like the Steelers Definitely. of last year. <laughs> Even I'm, I'm joking oh yeah, about like, that. Even I don't believe in the Panthers that much. But I no, wanna. no, no. I don't. I don't either. But like I do. But I just think that like it's just further proof the Jets are an absolute dumpster fire and just ruin every player. 
Like just ruin everybody. Also, in addition, and this is not my quote, this is from someone on Twitter, quote, Jameis Winston was bare booty ass cheeks this weekend. <laughs> yeah, in he addition was. to he, that. Do you, see, do you see that? Did you see that throw he had, that interception? It was just like, the, oh it was so vintage. Jameis Winston wasn't even funny. No, I couldn't stop smiling because that 2019 season, we made so much content out of Jameis Winston. I kind of. To tell me I'm wrong. We didn't get enough content of him throwing five touchdowns. Like, he didn't say anything after the game that was funny. Yeah. Well, no. Yes, he did. He had the. What did my trainer say? He had oh, that. Yep. I'm. I, I digress. I digress. Yeah. He had. Wait. What did my trainer say? <laughs> yeah. He's. he's he, yeah. Yeah. He's like. He's like. You know. My trainer said. Ah. Uh, what did he say? Oh. He just said. He just said to work hard. Yeah. It's like it was fantastic. It also reminded me uh, that Tom Rinaldi's at Fox now. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, so that was um, that was fun. Um, yeah, so anything I, I else? Like real quick, what game? What other games have we not touched on? Real quick. Oh, yeah, this game doesn't matter, think. but I will. I said on the podcast on Take It Easy, this is the uh, the greatest performance ever. Jalen Hurts had the greatest performance ever from a team that only scored eleven points. Greatest yeah, he, offensive dude, he's good too. ever from a team that he's, only had eleven. He's a stud, dude. I think he's going to be good too. It was weird because I thought they were just setting him up to fail and that he would like be a one and out and next year. He'd be like the backup on like the Vikings. It's been like something. a lame. Yeah, I think it was going to be a lame duck type of situation where they're just like setting him up to fail, like you said, but he's been he's been playing really well. Yeah. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. He's looking, you know, good enough to be a fringe NFL quarterback. Maybe someone will promising. Give him, yeah. Maybe someone will give him Teddy Bridgewater money. But I, I was just about to say that he's, it's, he's so Teddy Bridgewater. It's not even funny. Yeah, you know, but he does have the running element to it as well. Like, that's something that you can hold out your hope for. Maybe someone will give him that contract. I hope the Eagles have the foresight to draft another quarterback. But, uh, you know, it's Jalen Hurts. I've said it before. He's going to make a hell of a 30 for 30. Like, his story is ridiculous. Yeah, it is crazy. Right. You know, loses the national championship to Deshaun Watson at Bama. Next year, comes back, gets benched in the championship game for Tua. Then plays as the backup to Tua for a year, comes in when Tua gets hurt in the SEC championship and leads a 14 point fourth quarter comeback against Georgia. Then he transfers, yeah, transfers to Oklahoma, second in the Heisman, plays Alabama again in the play. Or no, he played LS. No, did Kyler play LSU? No, I think Jalen Hurts played uh, no, LSU. No, yeah, that, yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, I can't remember who. Yeah, I think it was, I mean, it was Kyler, but yeah, that when, no, it was, yeah, yeah. Joe no, Burrow hung like I think, a billion yeah, points on him. Yeah, that was Jalen Hurts. It was against Oklahoma. Yeah. I just couldn't remember if that was the Hurts year. Yeah, Kyler, the, I think, was drafted the year before, I think. Yeah, so Jalen Hurts that year finished second in the Heisman to Joe Burrow, but it would have been better if he wins the Heisman. Gets drafted to the Eagles, literally replaces Carson Wentz. Like, the and savior quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles just replaces him. And is an absolute lame duck quarterback. They they're setting that guy up to fail. I still believe that they, dude, dude. They will not give this guy the chance like that in the offseason. None of the nobody would ever say that he was the next guy. They're like, we're gonna keep our options open. Like, dude, he's totally he's a dog. I love him. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has Jalen Hurts has impressed me throughout this season because I thought yeah, they were just sure. setting him up to fail. He's done it against well, he did it against the Falcons, but he did it against a good 49ers defense at least. But dude, but here's the thing though. Everyone's like. You know, people are always so quick to be like, oh, it's against a bad team. Dude, you still got to win those games. Like, at the end of the day, like, obviously, like, if you don't win those games, you're just a really bad quarterback. But, like, if you can beat the bad teams and then compete against the fringe teams, you're an NFL starter. 
just I the way also it works. thought the Eagles were a really bad team, but they know, are. They still are. I mean, they're better than I thought they were. At the very yeah, least. I, I agree. I agree too, for sure. They're definitely better than I thought, but I still think they're absolutely trash. What else happened? Uh, what did we miss? Any games? Well, the Cowboys. I don't think so. Cowboys Chargers was kind of good, I guess. Yeah, uh, it was like whatever. I mean, I um, I I just it just keeps proving how much of a freaking stud Justin Herbert is. I he's such a stud. Yeah, even when he made mistakes, I still looked up and said, eh, "It's a really good game for him." Uh, yeah, he's good. He he's a stud, dude. He's a he's gonna be so good. Yeah, I think I think. Oh, Russell! Some- oh, Russell Wilson and freaking Tyler Lockett. Yeah, like, I, I, I saw I, the internet going off about that. Like, now we're gonna do the thing where they're so underrated that they become overrated. But it's still cool to see Tyler Lockett. I mean, Tyler Wilson Lockett's got like a like Julian Edelman type of vibes. Yeah, I think that's probably true. But Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett has always been like super fast. I remember him playing at Kansas State. It was always like yeah, he's oh, fast. He's he's definitely guy. faster. Yeah, he's he's faster than uh, Julian Edelman though. But he, for whatever reason, the uh, the the Seahawks always have that slot guy. You know, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, you know they. they just, it's just the way the offense works. You know, uh, uh, there was another game that I was just about to bring up. Um, oh, I lost train of thought. Uh I don't know. I'm guessing it was one of those in the morning. Let's see. Um, Well, we talked. I mean, we didn't talk a lot about the Bears, but the Bears did beat the Bengals. We kind of shit on Joe Burrow a little bit. Yeah, Um, yeah. I I just like I'm like whatever about that game. Oh my gosh! I what Tua Tua's hurt now. (laughs) Like we didn't talk about that at all. I forgot Tua's injured now. Oh yeah, and uh, and I forgot to mention this too. Carson Wentz obviously like just gets injured again. Like he's just he's never not going to be injured. Yeah. Unbelievable. Rams might be the best team in the NFC. Like I fully expect oh, oh. them to come out and just whoop. Thank ass you for on saying that. Cooper Cup is so underrated. It's not even funny. He's a stud. And Matt Stafford is awesome there. He finally is able to like do something. Like what a great person. Just situation for that guy. Finally, like basically the end of his career, he's like getting somewhere. Yeah, no, I th- I think like as long as Stafford can execute like those three plays in the second half, I don't see a team that can the Rams can lose to. Maybe Kansas City because you know, but they can score against Kansas City's defense. Kansas City's defense is in the same quote I used before: bare booty ass cheeks. So I think I think the Rams could even put up points against that Chiefs team, even with their stud defense. Like I I know we won't be able to watch them play until the Super Bowl, so maybe it's jumping the gun a bit. But they're really good. Like, it's really, really interesting to see the Rams team this year. And not to shit on Jared Goff even more, but um, not only did Matthew Stafford steal his team, but he stole his best friend in Cooper Cup. Because <laughs> now Cooper Cup and him have this connection that Goff never had. Yeah, I think also, too, to, I think also too, to add to that point is that, like, that's how good Cooper Cup is. He made Jared Goff look good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, Jared got even like the last year when him and McVay weren't talking like even then Cooper Cup was still putting up numbers. And as long as he doesn't, you know, I think he's torn his ACL a couple times now. So as long as he's, he's on just the field, small. he's just small. As long as he's on the field, he can dominate while still having less touchdowns than Rob Gronkowski. Oh, my God. Freaking Rob Gronkowski, bro. It's it's just like my it's just pain. I just can't even believe it that we're in the situation we are. No, it's unbelievable. Oh, oh I yeah. So sorry. Oh ahead. yeah, the Browns. We can talk about the Browns. How how overrated that team is. 
I don't know if I agree with you on that. I I, 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 wa- I so, watched that whole game. It felt so, and, and I felt so underwhelmed. Do the Texans? What do you mean by terrible. overrated by the Browns? Because I don't I, know where people are rating them right now. It's hard to figure. Everyone out where was the saying. Browns everyone stand. was saying the Browns are the second best team in the in the AFC behind the Chiefs, talent wise. And I I would probably still agree with that. But there, but I, I would take like several teams over them. Oh, interesting. Because I had said coming into the season, and I still feel the same. Chiefs one, Ravens two, Browns three. That's what I. I think s- the bill. I, I, the Bills were right there too. I didn't know what yeah. to do with the Bills. Yeah, I. I don't even. Yeah, I guess like if I would need to like look through the, I. I would need to look through the teams, but, I mean that's probably accurate. I just think the. I just think the Browns are just like. They're kind of like so unlikable for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, maybe I'm just like maybe I'm just like a hater. I don't know. Well, I'm how do you like feel? The, usually, it's a, it, people's opinions on the Browns are usually their opinions of Baker Mayfield, and so I don't know where I'm, you stand there. I'm okay with Baker Mayfield. Like I think he's, I don't know, like a top ten outside of top ten quarterback, like something like that. Like because again, like the bar for top ten is Stafford. Stafford's the bar for top ten. We figured that yeah, out. I think a Stafford's while better. Ago. Stafford, yeah. Stafford's better. Yeah, he's probably in like that fourteen range, like tier three guys. Yeah. Where I mean, he's he, we already <laughs> went over this. He's he, he's a starter. He's a starter yeah. in the NFL. He's a tier three guy, and he's like so. Basically, there's like a cliff where you fall into QB purgatory. He's like he's like standing like two feet off the edge of the cliff. Like he can look down the cliff and like looking like ten feet below the cliff, he can see yeah. Matt Ryan just grabbing onto a branch trying to hang on. <laughs> so yeah. he's not quite at the edge of the third rail, but he's like he's he he's standing comfortably he's not afraid of falling but he's not like he's he's not Stafford he's not Tannehill those guys are like chilling far from the cliff in tier three they're they're staring down tier two and a half and they see Tom Brady there and they're like we're not quite there but we're also not Matt Ryan I just don't know what to think of the Browns I think maybe that's what it is maybe I just like don't know how I feel on the team because I just think that they're like I don't like the hyped teams like the teams that are like coming from the offseason where they're like, oh, this team got way better in the offseason talent. They're going to be so good. Like, I feel like those teams never pan out. I don't know why. I, maybe I'm just like one of those situations where, like, you know how, like, when a really good team gets good and you're like rooting against that team because everybody loves them. Maybe that's just the way I am. I don't know. But I just don't like the Browns. I don't but know. But also, why. Vegas capitalizes on that by tricking you into thinking Mitchell Trubisky is the MVP front runner. Vegas can trick people that way into being like, oh my gosh, everyone's super high on the Browns. Let's take all these bets on the Browns because we know they aren't actually that good or whatever yeah. else it might be. But I I think we expected them to cover the spread, right? Like we, yeah, we thought they would well, cover well, and they didn't. Well, here's the thing. I think they should have blown the tech. I think the Texans are so bad. They are so bad. But like, you know, I'm happy for Tyrod Taylor. But, like, everyone needs to, like, stop making a big deal out of that. The Texans should literally be 0-16. They're terrible. I feel They're so terrible. bad for Tyrod Taylor that he, yeah, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. it 14-14. Yeah. Got- he had it tied against the Browns, and then he got hurt, and Davis Mills yeah, he, had to come in. It was so He close. actually has some of the worst luck I've ever seen. I kind of – I just – he just, like, with the, the punctured long and the, you know, like – Literally every team basically that has a, st- a starting young quarterback, they lo- they 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 beat the job from they took it away from Tyler Taylor. He like, yeah. broke the Bills' 
17-year playoff drought. That man should be a hero in Buffalo. And instead, you know who's the hero in Buffalo? It's Andy Dalton, because Andy Dalton threw that fourth and 20 touchdown for the Bengals oh, yeah. to knock the Ravens no, out. No, so so I have a couple of Buffalo Bills fans. They love Tyrod Taylor there. They love him. Yeah, he should be a hero there. He broke their 17-year playoff drought, yeah, he, and then they replaced like I had him immediately one with Peter Mann. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It became a meme overnight, but yeah, they had a, um, yeah, I had a girl, I had a woman that would, that I worked with that, like, she like was like the pulse of Buffalo bills and she like loved Tyrod Taylor. And like, I got another guy I'm friends with. He loved Tyrod Taylor way more than Josh Allen, but I haven't talked to him, you know, since maybe two, maybe a year and a half. So, you know, he obviously probably has a different opinion on Josh Allen now, but at that time that he hated him. He they were like, We gotta get Tyrod Taylor back, you know, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But that, now it's like they're probably, actually a legit team. That's the worst part with Tyrod Taylor is that every single time it was the right decision too. Like yeah, every definitely. that's the part that sucks. Like if you make a move and it's the wrong decision, you could be like, Oh damn, we shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, legit the only one that like, you know, was like just like kind of shitty was the uh Justin Herbert won, but it yeah because the at the end of the day, but the end of the day, like he was gonna get like Justin Herbert's was the right decision, like that was just like a a matter of time. Of course, yeah, Justin Herbert should have been starting Week One over Tyrod Taylor. It's just unfortunate that the way we found that out was from a doctor puncturing his lung. (laughs) But you mentioned the Raiders earlier too. Did you want to talk about them? Yeah, you can touch on that, man. I just think I just think the Raiders are also another overrated team. I mean, let's let's also yeah, talk. We about all the know Steelers that. In that. We all know too. the Raiders yeah. are overrated. We all can see it. It's like um, with the Buccaneers. Waller's a stud, though. Waller's a stud. Yeah, of course, Darren Waller's like just a super freak. But it, the Raiders. I actually made a comment on one of the Raiders posts after they won the game on their like official Instagram. I'm like, this is going to be real fun when y'all finish eight and nine. And literally Raiders fans are sending me DMs. They're like, save the receipts. I'm like, I will save the receipts for when you guys go eight and nine. Because that ended up being like the most liked comment on the post or something. It was like, all right, I guess I'm fighting with Raiders fans now, (laughs) which. Yeah, well, yeah, but the Raiders are exactly what you what your favorite thing is to make fun of a team that thinks they're good, but they're really not. They're two and oh. Not great. They they they're two and zero, and I'd be willing to bet you any significant amount of money they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd say that because the AFC everyone's whooping ass except the Chiefs. Everyone's whooping ass in the AFC West so far. It's the, it, yeah, I, but like yeah. So so what's the division look like? It's the Chiefs. Who else? Uh, the Broncos. They're two and zero. They play the Jets next week, so they might be three and zero. Um, the, their schedule gets a lot harder. The Broncos aren't actually as good as we think. The Raiders. I didn't. I think the Broncos are better than the Raiders. I really do. It's close. Then you have the Chargers. The Chargers were the trendy pick to make the playoffs this year, so they're there. And then, of course, yeah. Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, well, and and then and then you got the and then you got the Bills and the Patriots. Like I, I just I just really don't see the the, the Raiders making the playoffs because just due to the wild card situation. I I think I agree with you. And like I said, I think they're going to finish like eight and nine this year, but they have impressed me. It's not like I look up and I'm like, no, oh, I, no, I agree. I mean, the Ravens one was a fluky win. Like the Ravens should have won that game, but the Pittsburgh one, they, they, they whooped up on Pittsburgh. Like Derek yeah, Carr I, had like I, 380 passing yards, even though it didn't feel yeah, like I, he had 380 passing. I'm yards. all set with the, with the Steelers, bro. I'm just all set with them. Like, what do you, the big Ben sucks. 
Like, he's so bad, dude. Like, what are we doing here? Like, Chase Claypool is, like, a legit stud receiver. You got Julio, I mean, um, uh, Juju, who's, like, you know, not as good as we thought he was, but he's still really good. They have an offense that's, like, freaking stud. He's like a Tyler Lockett now. Juju's, he's not Antonio Brown, he's Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Najee Harris. Like they, they get a stud offense. If they just go get Sam Darnold, they're they're absolutely freaking wagon. But Ben, it's just one of those things where it's similar to the Giants thing when they. It's not exactly the same because the you know when they when they. Um, Are you talking about uh, with uh, Eli? Yeah, it's not exactly the same because because the, the Giants were terrible. But I, Big Ben sucks, dude. It's just he's holding them back. He is. Well, so 100%. I'll save those Steelers thoughts for the final thought too. So if you if you want to okay. tell your story, apparently you have a good story here. But oh, um, I, I got a great story. Before he gets to that story, make sure to leave those five star reviews, follows, downloads on the podcast, and check out the DSD um, TikTok, uh, Snapchat, all the places you can every get platform, DSD. everywhere. Yes. Link anywhere, in the description to today's episode. Yeah, Facebook and Twitter are are not there right now, but so I have a, I have a Twitter now, but it's like. It's small. It's only got like a couple thousand followers. Well, we can check that out then. Check out the Twitter yeah. page. But anyways, I, I'm interested to see because you said you had a great story. I guarantee you you're going to be blown away by that story. I, I, it's never ha- I, I've never seen it happen before. So I go away this weekend, this past weekend with my buddies, and we, we usually try to do something like once a year, um, you know, whether it's like we don't really have like, like, a, like a set spot. We just like kind of go somewhere. So my buddy... Um, has a house at the Cape Cod, and for people who don't Massachusetts, who don't live in Massachusetts, it's a really popular spot where everyone goes for like summer. It's on the water. It's really nice. And he owns a, or his parents own the, or actually I think it's grandparents, whatever. His family owns a, a house there. So we went golfing, and there's a bunch of golf courses over there, really nice stuff. So we we go to this local place. Um, you know, I'm playing really well. Actually, probably the best round I've ever played. I, I was three over through nine or on nine. So that's like I was just I was really good. So like I'm like thinking I'm going to shoot, you know, freaking break 80 or something. So I kind of shanked my ball into the woods. Um, oh, and and I'm going to add that my wife, my wife played. So she was just in the cart with me and she's actually like a pretty good little golfer. She just started. So this is like her fourth round. So we're in the woods um, and, you know, I hit my ball in the woods, but I, I saw where it went. So then I kind of driving around and there was a lot of like, you know, like kind of just, uh, I don't know, like brush. So it went under there somewhere. So I was kind of driving around the cart and, you know, just looking around and I see it. So I kind of just kind of whipped the car around, cart around. And then I got stuck on a, like a stump or something. I didn't see it because it was under the brush. So, which has never happened before. I've never gotten the cart stuck before. So I'm like, okay, hey, just get out of the cart real quick. I'm going to go check. So I get on my hands and knees and look under the cart. And all of a sudden, Kyle, when I, when I tell you, I am not exaggerating, 5,000 bees came out. I hit a, I hit a hive. Oh, good and Lord. I, I am literally, I, Kyle, I'm not exaggerating. In my 28 years of living, I've not seen more bees during that time than this one setting. It was literally like a scary movie. I got stung like 13 times. And it was crazy bro like literally like it was like i get like a horror movie i get i'm running away bees are flying around me i get stung like fortunately like it wasn't super bad but like i definitely like got stung really bad like like a bunch of times so it wasn't like you know like i i'm not allergic or anything so it was you know nothing super serious but you know my wife gets stung it was kind of a you know kind of brutal but when you looked over at my cart 
I I'm not I'm literally not exaggerating. There was a full like literally like the movies, dude. Like like everywhere. And I called the course. They bring it down. You know, the people come out with like you know wasp spray basically, and they're all like, I've never seen this before ever, dude. Like people are trying to make me go to the hospital because I got stung like literally 13 times. Yeah, in the and face too. Fortunately, fortunately, I put like for some reason I had like self awareness to cover my face. I don't know why, but I just did. I didn't get stung in the face. Fortunately, it was all my arms and legs. So I got really lucky, actually, because dude, dude, like the fact I only got stung thirteen times. I think it was. I think I counted twelve to thirteen. Is actually like a borderline miracle. I couldn't believe it, dude. And there were so many bees that. You know, I, I, the part the part was that I couldn't get off the stump because it was stuck, right? So basically, I you know I, I just couldn't. So it wasn't like I could go run over, jump in the cart, and drive away. Like it was on the stump, so I couldn't even like do that. I had to push it off. So I kind of drive off. You know, I'm like icing my icing all these, you know, whatever. And then they, you know, the course figured it out how to get it out. They, they sprayed down all the bees. They pushed the cart off of it with another cart. Then they drive over. Dude, there was literally like 20 bees still in my bag. <laughs> like, like it was, dude, it was crazy. And fortunately, like, I didn't really get really seriously, you know, like, um, I guess like injured or whatever. But like, I, I stayed and we were fine. I just, you know, I just like took, took it easy. But it was insane, dude. It was like literally like, and, and I have like a running joke, but uh, with all my friends, that I have the worst luck ever, and everyone makes a big deal about it because they're like, "Oh, you just run bad all the time." This is just adding to it. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I've been. Someone's told me I've never seen this before, or I've never heard of this before, or you've gotten the worst symptoms, or you've gotten the worst. Like it's honestly a damn surprise. I'm still alive to this point. Apparently, <laughs> it's good just to like, know. I'll, I'll keep that in I, the back of my mind in the event you don't pick up on one of these podcasts. Yeah, I yeah, I just run bad, and I, and and the way I die is probably going to be like walking down the stairs, the whole house collapses on me, or something like just like that type of thing. So yeah, I run bad. And that was crazy. So, hope, fortunately, something good happens my in my direction because I run so bad all the time. Yeah, that's, and that's my story. That's a pretty damn good story. Gotta gotta admit, that's a pretty good story. You were hoping you it, this, up and I, it, it delivered. If I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna, when I'm 80 years old, if I make it that far, <laughs> I will have those stories where my grandkids can be sitting around me. I'm just gonna be telling story after story after story. It's all this crazy stuff that I've done. Like remember, how I was telling you I'm a barber. I do all that stuff too. Like all, I have so many. I've lived like 10 lives at 28. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's why grandparents don't need podcasts. They can just tell stories to <laughs> each other. They don't need to yeah. hear us telling stories about it. But it's that's a damn good story. I'll give you that. So thank you. For my final thought here on this Football Monday, uh, by the way, you can check out Take It Easy. We have a Memes of the Weekend podcast where we talk more about the Sam Darnold Revenge Tour, and I laugh at the Pac-12 South because, good Lord, the Pac-12 South had a terrible weekend. Um, So if you want to check that out, Take It Easy. All the links are in the description to today's episode. Let's talk about the Steelers. And it's technically Steelers, but it's also Chargers talk. So let's hop into the Wayback Machine real quick. Yep. Throw it back to 2019. So not that far back, but we're throwing it into the Wayback Machine. So that year, the Steelers in week two lost Big Ben to that torn elbow. And at that moment, I thought yeah. it was going to be the end of Big Ben's career. Like he was already on the decline for a couple of years. AB and Le'Veon Bell were officially gone. 
Um, I thought this was going to be it for Ben Roethlisberger. And it was going to be like a Tommy John type of surgery to recover yeah. his elbow. It was it was like a tennis elbow, I thought it was, something like that. Yeah. Something like one of those like weird injuries. Yeah, so he, he was gone for the season, and that year the Steelers... After he got hurt, traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, which was like the ultimate move of we refuse to suck. Like, we're not going to tank this thing out. Like, we're going to give up a first round pick to get Minka Fitzpatrick. And that's our game plan, basically, is we're going to be really good this year. And what the Steelers decided to do was go nine and seven, switching between Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges that year. Yeah, and they just missed the playoffs because it's Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Uh, I don't think <laughs> yeah. Duck Hodges is in the NFL anymore, and Mason Rudolph is their third quarterback now. It is an absolute great name, though. Yeah, Duck Hodges is a fantastic name. Um, I th- I would have thought he would be a NASCAR driver, but it works better as a quarterback. I'm actually too. disappointed that he wasn't way better because that would just be great to just keep saying Duck Hodges. Yeah, he won like four games in a row with that defense, which. If, if Duck Hodges can win nine games, good Lord, anyone can win nine games with that. But um, that year they had they finished uh, just outside the play. They were the last team to miss the playoffs, and they got the 20th pick in the draft. And what they did was they traded up to get Devin Bush at pick number mm-hmm. 10. If I remember correctly, I believe this was the 29th or 2020. No, 2020, they traded their pick. So this was 2019. They had just traded up to get Devin Bush. And so they gave up their first round pick sitting at pick 20. But that year, one team finished. I mean, theoretically, they could still have their pick. But one team finished four games worse than them, which was the Chargers. And the Chargers were in the exact same position. In 2004, the Chargers drafted... Philip Rivers, and then the Steelers drafted Ben Roethlisberger. They are both the same age, both at the same stage of their careers, and both of them looked washed as hell after 2019. And the Chargers, who had been, you know, a joke franchise for even 15 years, like they were pretty good, but they were still, you know, the Chargers are a punchline. The Chargers, I made the joke this weekend, the Chargers played what? 280 consecutive one possession games in the fourth quarter like it feels like at that point it's been 20 years and the Chargers have been you know 17 17 in the fourth quarter for my entire life and the Chargers got a franchise quarterback and the Steelers the Chargers pivoted from Phillip Rivers and got their quarterback for the next 10 years you're just gonna make those tough decisions bro like people are not willing to do that it's crazy to me and one year of being bad for the chargers ultimately like produced 15 years of glory and at some point the chargers are going to pass the steelers i don't know when it's going to be but at some point the chargers are going to be better than the steelers and it's probably going to be yeah. that one decision that the steelers it used might be, it might, might even be this year i wouldn't be surprised yeah I, I mean i think the steelers are still pretty good this year but if tj watts yeah. out for extended time like all bets are off but even still like the Steelers used their draft capital. They used two first round picks, three. Basically, they used two first round picks, a third rounder and a fourth rounder to get Devin Bush and Minka Fitzpatrick, which are great additions. But they have a great offense and a shit or I'm sorry, great defense and a shit offense. And so 
you look up at what the Chargers have, which is the quarterback at that position for the next 15 years, and the Steelers are still like lumbering out with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and and the Chargers don't have a terrible defense. I mean, they're not great, but they're not like they're not like bottom the league or they're in the middle somewhere. Like they're actually they're set up they're set up pretty well. Yeah, they're set up fine, but the importance is at that position specifically is where. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, sure. T.J. Watt, like the Steelers may have a great defense, but defenses don't last as long as quarterbacks, especially considering if you have to pay six different players on defense, and you only have to pay Justin Herbert, you know, sixteen percent of your salary cap, then all of a sudden all the math changes around that. And so Pittsburgh finds themselves now like looking up like, okay, we can, we can have this great run, but we're so far away from getting a franchise quarterback that we haven't properly addressed the quarterback position at all. And so now we're left in this Ben Roethlisberger wind or limbo where we all recognize he's washed, but they have basically just said, we're going to be the best team we can be every single year. And right now that means putting Ben Roethlisberger out there with all those weapons and winning 10 games. And, you know, once Big Ben leaves, I wouldn't be surprised if this balance of power shifts in the AFC North where the Pittsburgh Steelers might be bad for a good bit of time here. And maybe they find their Tannehill and have one of those situations where they have a good enough quarterback but basically, their best case scenario is finding a good enough quarterback because I don't think any of those top 10 quarterbacks are achievable for them. Like mm-hmm. Stafford only comes available every like five years or something. Yeah, and they, they just got really fortunate. The Rams just got fortunate getting Stafford. Yeah, that was just like a perfect scenario. Not only becoming available, but Stafford wanting to go there because the reports were that Stafford basically the Panthers offered Teddy Bridgewater in the number eight pick in the draft. And Stafford basically said, I don't want to go to the Panthers. And the Lions were like, that's fine. Well, no, he didn't have a no trade clause. They're just like, that's OK. We're going to send you where you want to go. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it's because they didn't want to have another Calvin Johnson situation where they hate when where they, um, they hate each other. Yeah. And, you know, like that comes and even Stafford's like quarterback 10. Like if that's what the Steelers get in the near future, they're ecstatic. Like it's the best yeah. case scenario. So definitely the Steelers are kind of like the Patriots where they didn't really have a contingency plan mapped out. And it's how dynasties slowly fall apart, even if the Steelers do yep. have a great defense. So that's my two yes, cents on Big Ben and uh, how the Chargers pivoted quite nicely to to yep. getting rid of J- Philip Rivers a year early. Oddly, the Chargers Spitting proactive. Facts. Yeah. All righty, everybody. Bye. Bye bye.